Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is your host, Sophia Renea Morales. And today I am here with Bersaba and James Arthur Ray. Before I get into an introduction to them, I would like to do a little introduction to yourself. Uh, there is a free quiz at superpowerquiz.us. I put this together to introduce my clients to their own superpowers, the places where they are gifted but have not yet realized it because it's very hard to read your label when you're inside the bottle. Uh, you can find that quiz at superpowerquiz.us. It takes about two minutes to complete, and it's completely free. Superpowerquiz.us. And on that note, I would like to introduce our guests for today. I have James Arthur Ray and his wife, Bersiva Ray. Bersaba was born amidst the turmoil of the Iran-Iraq war and has defied odds since her tender years, watching in horror as her parents were taken away by military force, escaping to Pakistan and eventually the United States under daunting circumstances. Her life story is one of resilience and courage. Despite the trials she faced, including unfamiliarity with English, destructive gang culture, and years spent in abusive relationships, she never lost hope. Today, she stands tall as an intuitive consultant, wholly dedicated to guiding individuals struggling with past trauma towards healing and self-empowerment. Joining her today, we have renowned author and consultant and personal development guru, if you want to use that word, James Arthur Ray. He has been named a New York Times bestselling author, and his accomplishments span a work volume of six books, including Harmonic Wealth, which launched him into a position of powerful influencer, along with The Secret, <laughs> touching lives of over a million people from 146 countries. His journey, however, has not been smooth sailing. In 2009, James faced a disaster as he lost everything, ending up in jail, losing his home, and in deep debt. True to his resilient spirit, he used the very strategies he has been teaching others to empower and rebuild their lives with to rebuild his own, a journey that was captured in the CNN documentary Enlighten Us and also laid out in his new book, <clears throat> excuse me, The Business of Redemption. He continues to inspire fervently working towards his mission of impacting a million, a minimum of a billion lives globally. There we go. <laughs> Together, they stand two remarkable individuals, who, despite facing countless challenges and trials, refuse to be defeated. Through their work, they inspire and ignite the fight in thousands, proving that no adversity is too great to overcome. Welcome, James and Bersaba. Oh, thank, well, thank you. you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. What for a wonderful us. introduction. Yes. We try. <laughs> <laughs> so I would like to start with you, James. I know you both have remarkable stories, and we've dedicated two full interviews to this process, but I'd like to focus on your story to begin with. Um, I know a lot of people are familiar with you from The Secret, from your appearances on Oprah, Harmonic Wealth, and all of the wonderful stuff 
that you've put out there in terms of programs, and probably a great many of them are familiar with the press that arrived in 2009 around an event that went badly wrong. Um, but before all of that, <laughs> I want to I want to go before any of this happened. What was your life like coming up? What was your spiritual journey? Were you dialed in at that time or were you kind of more of a two plus two rational kind of person? <laughs> I've always been a two plus two equals five. Uh, <laughs> so if that's rational, that would be me, but I, but it's probably not real rational. Um, I I was a very unique child. My father was a Protestant minister and very dynamic, very uh, strong, very overbearing. And I was a very insecure, scrawny young man. And so I got bullied a lot in school. I got picked on a lot. I never fit in, never was uh, drawn towards the things that most kids my age were drawn towards. And so I so sequestered myself in my in my bedroom at a very early age and started studying quite frankly i mm -hmm. i studied all the world's great religions i i studied psychology philosophy even quantum physics biology anything i could get my hands on and the main reason was because i didn't fit in and i i didn't feel self-confident and i thought that mm -hmm. if i could figure out how the universe works then maybe I could figure out how to work with it, mm -hmm. live within it. And so that was kind of my early life. And as I started growing up and getting a little bit older, I got into, into a sales job. I dropped out of school after the second year of college because I just... I just wasn't there mentally. I just yeah. didn't want to be there. I wanted to to get out and do something. And and so I I got a job, eventually landed a job with what was then Southwestern Bell, the Bell Companies, which is a big amalgamation under the umbrella of AT&T. Mm. And then we went through divestiture. This was a long time ago. Yeah. And I I spun into AT&T and went through a variety of management positions got promoted on my second anniversary at AT&T into a sales manager position and I started doing sales training and the minute I got in front of the room doing sales training I just felt something was right mm -hmm. and I, I felt like hey all this reading and all this study and all this time I has been for something and I can articulate things and attempt to communicate things and, and people listen. And, and that mm -hmm. felt really good to me. It really was a, a big boost of self-esteem. Yeah. It, it was one of those soul breadcrumbs is what yeah. I call them. <laughs> it's like, right. Oh, okay. I'm supposed to be doing something around this because it just, it clicked. It yeah. Clicked. It really did click. And yet it didn't click so much around sales per se, even though that's what I was doing because I was still studying the mysteries and still studying spiritual works, but it was the communication of these things. And when I was studying all these things, I was looking for common threads and I just felt like 
there were common threads somewhere intuitively. I felt like if I could find those common threads, there was answers there for you and for me and for our life. And so anyway, I ended up at at t School of Business as a C-suite consultant, um, and I was coaching and mentoring C-suite executives on on how to communicate and how how to build teams and and how to uh, change their culture. Mm-hmm. And, and those are things that we still do to this day. Yeah. And, now, question for you before we go much farther than this. It seems to me, and you can tell me if I'm hearing this right or wrong, there's been an intellectual pursuit, if you will, of that connection into the divine, the universe, whatever you want to call it, um, paralleled with this more mundane career path. At what point do those kind of fold in together? Or do I have that that dichotomy wrong? <laughs> well, I, I think it was a dichotomy at the time. As I look at it now, I don't see it as a dichotomy. I, I believe that everything is spiritual. Business is spiritual. Money is spiritual. Sex is spiritual. God is spiritual. Communication is spiritual. All of it is coming from the same source. It's it's spirit. Now, I didn't quite have that at that time, so there was a dichotomy. And I I was looking to move move more into doing those things, but but I was kind of um sneaky about it because I would I would drop some of those things in and and what really helped me was I started studying quantum physics. I'm not a physicist. You know. I am. <laughs> Are you? Are you? I and am. So, I have a degree in uh, biophysics. <laughs> yeah, God bless you. Half the time I'm I'm reading books like Wholeness and Implicate Order by David Baum and and The Self-Aware Universe by Amit Goswami and and on and on and on. And I'd be reading it and it's funny because I'd be sitting on an airplane really intensely reading and the guy sitting next to me would say what are you reading and i'd say i don't know you know (laughs) i'm trying to figure it out (laughs) i'm trying to figure it out but i just knew that if i could figure it out there was something there of value for you and me Mm -hmm. and i now believe and i'd love to hear your opinion on this as a as a full-blown physicist but i i believe that that physics is the is the mysticism of the 21st century it it you know the the physics the physicists now are through through quantum entanglement and through non locality and and all these things are proving to us through science what the mystics have told us intuitively since antiquity. Yeah, so I was yeah, there. and and just just to like um, clarify a couple of the big words you dropped in there. <laughs> <laughs> Entanglement is a concept where once two things have come into contact, they're perpetually in contact. And so the effect on one will have an immediate effect on the other. With and no space time. Yeah. Yeah. With, there, there's oh. no space time issue there. It's just they're forever connected. It doesn't matter where they are in space, in time. That will continue to be the case. And I'm forgetting what was the other one you dropped in there? Um, and non-locality, non-locality, <laughs> which takes us back to cats and and whether the cat exists or not at any given point in time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. 
<laughs> oh, wouldn't I love to spin down that hole? But anyway. Uh, <laughs> Moving along, um, you're, you're gathering a lot of concepts together. Correct. And I'm wondering, did these concepts really start to gel for you before or after 2009? Before. Okay. Before. And, and so because I, I started um, explaining some of those in my public events, we have a three-day experience even now that I started back prior to 2009 called Quantum Leap, mm-hmm. which, is, which is a three-day okay. live experience talking about offer waves and echo waves and, and, and so many different things and, and, and Bohm's theorem and and so many different things that that most people are just really fascinated and drawn to. And one of the things, because I'm not a physicist, I believe God has gifted me with the ability to to make it practical because I have to have it that way. Yes. Because I'm not a physicist, I have to be able to somehow make it practical to our daily lives and in relationships and business. And so, yeah, yeah, well, and scientists are not known for doing that. (laughs) No, right. No, they're not. Right. Not always. Um, And so, so when I left AT&T School of Business in, um, what year was it? Around 2000, I guess, uh, I started doing consulting work and then I also started doing live public events and in and in consulting work you have to be again a little bit a little bit sneaky with how you fold these things in but when you're doing mm-hmm. live public events you can basically do talk about whatever you want to talk about because people buy a ticket and they show up and here we are and and so um, I've always been on this spiritual quest and then in in early 2000s I had a real life-changing experience. I was sitting in my in my office in Carlsbad, California at the time, and my my then assistant brought in a stack of mail. It was a lazy Friday afternoon, brought in a stack of mail, laid it on the edge of my desk as she normally did. I wasn't very much interested in it, but there was one particular envelope that I kind of poked at, and it was a plain brown envelope, and I pulled it out of the stack, and it had my name and my address on it at my office. No return address mm-hmm. at all. But that's interesting. I spun the envelope over, and on the back flap, it, it said, if you want to know the secrets of the universe, open this envelope. Oh, well, <laughs> of course you're going to open that envelope. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> who could resist that? <laughs> that's right. So I rapidly opened up the envelope and inside was a three by five card and it said go to i said welcome james go to this url mm-hmm. and, and type in this passcode and i went to this url and typed in this passcode and a whole world opened up in front of me of of mystery teachings ancient mystery teachings everything from from shamanism to Kabbalah to alchemy to hermetics and Mm. it set me on a path of truly understanding you know all great spiritual 
traditions have two levels of teachings. They have the exoteric teaching, which is for the masses. Yes. It's it's valuable. It doesn't mean it's not good or it's not right or it's not true. It is. It's just more palatable. It's not as deep. And then they it's have It's not as challenging oftentimes. That's right. Confronting, if you will. And yeah. then the other esoteric teachings, which are typically reserved for the people who are prepared to receive those things. And mm-hmm. and so so um that's the teachings that I started diving into. I do not know to this day who sent me that envelope, but I'm forever indebted and grateful. And it really opened up again a whole new world. I've I've been to Egypt twice. I've I've been in the Great Pyramid by myself for for a, for three hours, mm-hmm. uh, all by myself on two different occasions. I've meditated between the paws of the Sphinx by myself, which doesn't happen. I've I've studied with the Ayahuascaros in in the Amazon, and so I could go on. But yeah, but, but you've pursued all of the what I want to say, all of the means to connect with the divine on that personal level. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's the true, the true. I'll just say this in, in closing and, and then let my lovely partner do some talking. But um, you <laughs> I'm know. here to just comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we will have you comment for sure. <laughs> the, true, the true definition of mystic <laughs> is he or she who has a personal experience mm. with God. True. Not a yes. belief. Not a belief, not a, a morning ritual, but a personal experience. Right. Mm. Yes. Right. So that's a true mystic. And that's what I consider the highest expression of religion, right? We've got dozens of them in the world. And I think at the end, that's what they're all here for, to propagate in their highest and best formulation is that one-on-one experience of the divine. Totally agree. Yeah. Now they get shanghaied and used for a number of other purposes because <laughs> they're run by humans but uh yeah in their highest expression i think that's what they're all here to do so Don't. we are coming up on our first break and everyone who's joined us here today i would like you to grab your pen grab your piece of paper and give some thought to your own journey look back on it was there a moment you went from that what I want to say, intellectual curiosity, exploration to that moment of experience. And just honor that moment in writing. And we'll be right back from the break. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. In a Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and tai chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. Hey, beautiful soul, Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to tellzofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? 
That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am still here with Ursiva and James Arthur Ray. Um, before the break, he was talking about some of the spiritual experiences that he had, has pursued. Um, and my impression is much of this happened even before the secret took place. Maybe not all of it. Um, but let's talk about that quote-unquote overnight success of the secret. When did that show up in your career? What were conditions when it showed up? <laughs> the conditions looked pretty bleak when it showed up, quite frankly. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I love to, to remind people it took me 20 years to become an overnight success. Uh, you know, people said James Arthur Ray came out of nowhere. No, I've been everywhere for a long time. And, and it's just that no one knew. But you were a best kept secret. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Uh, but I had just taken a trek to uh, back to Egypt and I spent two weeks in the Sinai Peninsula with the Bedouins, which okay. are the nomadic tribes of Egypt. And, and I followed the path of the children of Israel from Egypt through the desert. And I climbed Mount Sinai. I yeah. spent the night in what the legends say is Moses's cave where he received the Ten Commandments. And all of those are stories in and of themselves, which I won't flesh out here today. But I, I was about to throw in the towel. I, I really, I just, it, it, nothing appeared to be working. Mm -hmm. And I figure out why, because I thought. Um, well, hang on, be before you go down that road, what were some of the things you were trying at that moment that did not appear to be working? Well, I was working really hard on my presentation skills. I was working on bringing unique information. I was working to to help uh, coach and mentor individuals for a full spectrum of life. I was doing all the marketing that that I knew to do. I mean, and it just wasn't clicking. It seemed mm -hmm. like, you know, and I will tell you, Sophia, that that nothing, and this is not this is not 
drama. This is reality. Nothing has ever come overnight easily for me. Yeah. Um, I've had to to work diligently and mm -hmm. and arduously um, to get to where I am, and I think that's that's a blessing. It really is because uh, it 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 strengthens you. And yes, and and it prepares you for bigger things. I had kind of the reverse of that experience when I was in school. Mm -hmm. Up through high school, it was a cakewalk. I was making amazing grades. I went to college. And it's like, oh shit! Now I got to learn to work. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I I started working when I was six years old, um, so, <laughs> and, I, and I missed many days since, and and that's a lot of years. But it is less. Um, it yeah. just, I really thought, okay, God, evidently this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing because it's not working. Mm -hmm. And I went into the Sinai Peninsula and I literally, I went, when I write about this in my, in my New York Times bestseller, Harmonic Wealth, I go to a place called Wadi Maktub, which is, is in the tradition, it's called the place of tears. And I literally could feel the pain. I could see the Hebrew letters, yes. the old scripted Hebrew letters carved in the rocks. And I and I just fell on the on the sand and bawled. And and I'm sure my Bedouin guide was like he's going have, on over here. He's yeah, not, this guy has suddenly gone into intense grieving. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 in charge of his tour and he's not having a very good time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get a good review out of this. <laughs> Five-star review. Uh, but, but it was just, I, I, I just had had it. And anyway, long short, I climbed Mount Sinai very grudgingly, spent the night, literally froze, almost froze to death. It is cold. It gets cold in the desert, Jack. Yes, it does. <laughs> and I mean, 130 in the day and freezing at night. Yeah. Very extreme temperature swing, um, and and so, so very extreme, and and yet I I came down renewed. I literally did. I came down renewed, and came down the other side of the mountain the next morning, and lo and behold, you know, as if by magic, and, and of course, you know, magic is just is just universal laws that we don't understand, but. <laughs> the secret hit. It hit right after that. And I and I was like, holy, holy wow. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how I'll I'll say it. I, I curse on my show all the time. <laughs> you know, but it was so amazing and it was off like a rocket ship. Uh, but but long answer to mm -hmm. your question, that's what it was like right before that rocket ship took off. All right. Well, and a lot of people have preconceived notions of what that a ride on that rocket ship might be like. What was it actually like? Yeah. Um, uh -huh. Really? What? You ask a really good question. <laughs> yes, she does. You know, be careful what you ask for. Mm -hmm. Be careful what you ask for. Sure. Because, um, you know, I'm grateful for it. And yet... I was on the road over 250 days a year. I I averaged four hours of sleep a night. I was only in my own bed at home at best 
two nights a week on the weekend, and then I got up again, and I was off to the airport. Um, I, I I had very little time to myself, and and, and I mean I I take full responsibility for that because I'd worked so long and hard, and no one wanted to hear me or mm-hmm. listen. And now and now people wanted to hear you. Yeah. It's like everyone wanted to hear me, or so it seemed. Mm-hmm. And I I just didn't have the willfulness to say no. And and so so I have to own some of that too. But it it um And what was some of the price that you paid on that ride? Were you in a relationship at that time? No. I was completely alone. No, I was completely alone. <laughs> oh, so you didn't even have someone back there going, You have got to take more time off, man. <laughs> Yeah, I've got that person now, and you know, but but uh, yeah, it it um, I don't it think was, you would have had time for something like that. No, I wouldn't have. It it, yeah. it was it was not nearly as romantic as as people make it out to be. Probably, yeah, yeah exactly. As as most make it out to be, and that's that's a really good message for the younger generations who. Oh, I want to make an impact. I want to be famous. I want to be a public figure. Okay, you know that it's not always what it's cracked up to be. Yeah. Well, well, and I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say it's the whole for the younger generation. They think, oh, he's traveling all over the place. You could meet women and that. You go out, and no, it was to event, hotel room, sleep up, flight, event, sleep, flight. Do it yeah. All well, and if you think about it, if you've ever been to a personal development event, and I suspect if you're listening, you've probably been to one or more, you know, they're long days. Mm-hmm. You're at the event for 12 hours. Think about you're at the event for 12 hours and you go crash out in your hotel room. The people putting on the event are there a couple hours before you and a few hours after you and then debriefing before they get to go to bed. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's a total crack well, after Sophia, an event. 12 hours. He did 16 hours. My, my day yeah. for 16-hour days. That was me on stage for 16 Yeah, hours. oh my gosh, yeah. Then my team, everything you've described is absolutely correct. There was, there was other hours mm-hmm. on the front end and, and the back end of that sure. as well. And, and, but I was, I was putting, I was doing my best to put so much value into a two-day experience. And, and it was exhausting. It really was. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've, I've given, I've given two 16 hour days with a broken arm. I've done two 16 hour days with a torn calf muscle. I've done, you know, I, I can, I can give you all kinds of, yeah. Yeah. um, and, and, you know, I, I really had, had God to thank for much of it because I remember one, one of my team members saying to me, James, there were times when you were backstage and I'd look at you and I'd, I'd think, I don't know how, how you can even get off the couch. And yeah. You, you just look totally exhausted. But then the music would, t- would come on and I'd say a quick prayer and I'd take a big breath and boom, you go, you know. So channeling. Yeah. It, it, what I got when I was reading your book was channeling. Um, Because you mentioned an experience in there where it's like when you were on stage and on in flow, you had all the wisdom in the world. And when you got off stage, like that trickled way down to nothing. And it's like, I'm empty. 
I don't know that I have anything. And I know as a natural channel, that is my own experience. <laughs> yes, for sure. And if you're really wise, then you realize it's the power working through you. It's not coming from you. Yes. That's a, that's, <laughs> and that's a real great reminder because it's very, very seductive. It really, really is. It's Start really, the, the ego wants to go, ooh, that's me, but it's not you. It's something much bigger than you. Right. And that's, I, I have to say, I, I kind of lost that in the, in towards the end of it, that, that part that said, Hey, it's, it's coming through me. It's, it's being worked through me, not from me. Mm. And that's, that's what I think. That's one of the reasons why I, I believe I had to get knocked to my knees. Yeah. A spiritual two by four up the head. This is what I call that. <laughs> when when your soul can't get your attention any other way. <laughs> oh, it will. Okay. So let's talk about that spiritual two by four. What form did that take for you? We were doing a uh, five-day retreat in 2009, and, and I was exhausted. I went into the week exhausted. It was five days long. Mm -hmm. And we're doing a deep dive into the drivers of behavior. And the drivers of your behavior are not outside of you. They're not, they're not your skills. They're not your habits per se. They're not really any of those things. Not to say those aren't important. They are. But the drivers are internal. Mm -hmm. and, and so what we were diving deep into <laughs> are, are those unresolved emotional issues that, yeah. that are like minimized programs. You know, psychology tells us that at about the age of 14 and younger is when the most important time in your life is. And yes. that's when you're programmed um, with a lot of beliefs, assumptions, expectations, and all of those types of things. Right. Some of which are clearly spelled out for you and some of which you make up as a story in your mind to explain the strangeness going on around you. Yeah. Because you don't have enough resources to do otherwise. Sure. And, yeah. and so, so... And but the, here's the rub: is they're completely out of your awareness, they're mm -hmm. unconscious, and yet they drive behavior. And so what we were doing is making the unconscious conscious. And I still yes. believe to this day, the most important thing that you and I can do to empower ourselves and to take our God-given gifts back is to make the unconscious conscious. Mm -hmm. Because which is why I love hypnosis. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> It'll go straight to the seat of this problem and find out what the heck it is. Yeah, yeah. because mm -hmm. then you can bring it up and you can observe it and you can see the blocks and barriers and you can heal it and integrate it and set yourself free. Right. And you can put something in place that you want to have happening and driving you instead of what's inadvertently doing so. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Um it's it's what we call in psychology move towards versus move away and yeah. and and so so anyway that was the week and at the end of the week we had a little graduation experience we'd done it for 5 years prior and it was an experiential learning opportunity to take all the hard work mm -hmm. and i mean we had cried and we'd laughed together and we'd hugged and we I, I knew these people 
many of them yeah. intimately more than some of their family members because of the right. nature of the program. Absolutely. You go to these things and you you dig deep, you bury your soul, you say things you wouldn't say to your mother, for example. That's <laughs> yes. Right. That's right. And so, so long story short, we had a sweat lodge activity and it was a chance to go into a difficult physical environment. Mm-hmm. And to practice what we call in psychology transference. If I can go in here and I can face this challenge physically, then metaphorically, I can transfer that into my daily life going back home and say, hey, if I can do this, I can do that. Exactly. It's one more brick in your foundation of confidence. That's right. Mm. And every year it was a big celebration and people did be, they were very confident because they were uncertain whether they would be able to complete or not. And it was fully voluntary. And that's, it's all on record. Uh, But unfortunately, uh, three people lost their lives that day. And, and it, it broke my heart. You know, and unfortunately, to this day, Zofia, we will not really know why that occurred because the state jumped to conclusions, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. That they didn't follow up on the forensics. Uh, they they said it was heat. And even though there was no thermometer and there was no one in there but us. And so, you know, yeah, <laughs> clinically said that it was me and and so well and as the leader right the buck stops with you stops here yeah and as a leader you don't throw your team under the bus and you don't throw the venue under the bus and and you say okay so yes okay. so I'm, I'm gonna put a pin in this because we have to go to break but I'm looking forward to hearing how this unfolds when we come back from break. Uh, I would like to invite you to grab your pen, grab your piece of paper, and spend a few minutes around what you would consider the most challenging moment that you've faced thus far in your life. Write down what that was, the the things that you suffer, quote-unquote, from uh, as a result of that, and the gifts that it brought to you in hindsight and hang with us we'll be right back from the break follow voice america at facebook.com forward slash voice america for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts hey beautiful soul sophia renea morales here i've been doing sovereign self for over a year now and i would like to hear from you tell me what you want to hear in coming shows leave a quick voice message at 520-261- 6827. And let me know, how has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am back with Bursaba and James Arthur Ray. And before break, you were talking about the event in 2009 where three people lost their lives. Um, and since we're getting down to the end of the show and there are some deep lessons I want to dig into here, um, we'll cut to this chase and say that you were indicted and sent to prison. Right. <laughs> um what did you learn as you went through that process? Ooh, might need a uh, couple more hours. Yeah, we might need <laughs> Looking for like the top two or three. Yeah. Um, because I know a lot of us go through extreme setbacks. I'm I'm not the only person in the world, nor are you, who's met the spiritual two by four up the head and your world explodes. Um, well, they just explode in different ways. <laughs> I will say before he starts that he actually went to state prison and it wasn't uh, where they put high profile people in. Yeah, no, it's it's with the it, population. It, it <laughs> yeah. was Even hard. in the population. It was hardcore. Yeah. Um, so I learned so, so many things. I, um, the first thing I, I learned, and this may not be popular to all viewers, but the fact is we don't have the rights that we've been told we have in this country. Um, the system is is set up such that, particularly with mainstream media, you're guilty, and you have to be proven innocent. It's, it's yeah. Oh, especially in the media. Yeah, absolutely. The media crucified me. Literally crucified me. Yeah. Well, I, it's it's ratings, right? <laughs> yes, it's yeah. sensationalism. It's ratings, and and so and then and then you know, it just blew my mind because I I grew up in America. And I really believe in America, and I still do. And I, and I felt like so many things were being violated, and there was a Brady violation. They suppressed evidence in my favor, mm -hmm. and that was that's grounds for a mistrial. There was no mistrial. There were 30, 30 counts of pros, thirty-two counts of prosecutorial prosecutorial. Yes. <laughs> Misconduct, and that's a ground. One count is is ground for is enough to throw it out. Yeah, there no mistrial, yeah. and and so they were on a mission. We our system. Yeah. Set well, up. and I remember reading this in your book and looking at it and going, "Oh, this is a soul contract thing," mm. because that's how a soul contract will a lot of times manifest. It's like he he has this written into his destiny someplace that this is supposed to go down. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and the signs are that the system doesn't work the way it's supposed to work. And, and the things that should have derailed the train don't derail the train. Yeah. 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 Very, very astute. And, and so then secondary to that piece was, was the surrender and trust and, and just to, to come to a point where you realize that, Hey, you know, this, this is what it is. And I know who I am and I, I know my heart and I know my intentions and I, I know God, quite frankly. And so I'm going to get through this somehow, Mm -hmm. some way. And that's, that's incredibly empowering to, to come to that point to just say, Hey, I don't want to go to prison. I really don't. You know, I I don't know anyone who volunteers for that. I was so scared. I didn't know if I was going to get raped or killed or stabbed or beaten. Or I, I didn't know anything about prison other than what I'd seen on TV and it wasn't pretty. And, and so, but if that's where I'm going, then there's a reason and I'm going to make it work for me versus against me. Now, I wish I could say that I came to that realization just like that. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how long did you have to go through like um, the the victim and, and denial and all that kind of stuff before you arrived to that point? I went through it all. And yeah. you read the book, you know, I... I I did, but the the listeners haven't read yeah, the book I, yet. Was I'm, was it a, a matter of weeks? Was it months? How long did it take? It was months. It was months. Um, you know, I was angry at God. You know, I I felt like, hey, I've devoted my whole life. Mm-hmm. I've run myself ragged, you know, studying all these things to attempt to convey spiritual messages and, and teachings and to live the best life I know. And this is my reward. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's arrogance, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't. and it takes a minute to recognize that too. <laughs> yes, I, I, I did. I did recognize it. You know, I had a conversation with God and I said, you know, this is my reward. And he said, why you, you think you should be protected? You know, you think, you think, you're better than someone else because mm-hmm. because you did certain things that you did. Well, if that's why you did them, that's not the right reason. I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a real profound kick in the gut. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it comes to truth. And so there's so many realizations that, you know, and, and, and here's another one that's that's a little bit more mundane but not is that when I went in there, I was still somewhat arrogant and I thought there's all of them. And then there's me, mm. you know, they belong here mm. and they did drugs and they killed people and they stole things. And, and there's all of them and there's me. And then the more I was there, I started to realize it wasn't me and them. It was us because when I got to know some of these guys, I realized they had the same hopes and dreams and fears and uncertainties that I have, and that they just went about achieving them in a different way. Yeah. I started to realize that if I had grown up 
in the environment they had grown up in, I may have chosen their way also. Mm-hmm. And yes. I'm blessed to have grown up in a completely different environment. But inside, we were the same people. Mm-hmm. And that's when you really step into humility. Yeah. 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 And, and so... It also prepped him for his future wife. <laughs> You're not always right. <laughs> Cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it it gave me a, a depth of compassion. And I, I love to diagnose words. You know, if you look at what what most people in personal development neglect to realize is that the word passion is Latin for suffering. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so they're saying, follow your passion, follow your passion. Well, they're saying, follow your suffering. Yeah, uh, lean into the suck. <laughs> right. Um, and so the prefix come is similar to common. So compassion is common suffering. And mm-hmm. I don't believe, I think you can have sympathy, which is arrogance. Sympathy is, oh, I feel so sorry for you because ultimately I'm so much better than you. I mean, that's the meta message, if you will. Right. Or or simply that I'm grateful it's not me, better you than me. Right. Yeah. Better yeah. you than me. And, <laughs> and then there's empathy, which is attempting to put yourself in the other person's position, but but even the best attempt is not is not the reality. Right. And right. then there's compassion. When you have common suffering, mm-hmm. you can truly have common connection and true compassion. And I think, um, you, you know, I my Zen master, who's another great mentor I studied with for years, said to me during the whole the whole meltdown, he said to me, "How how can you expect to help a suffering world if you haven't suffered?" Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's how I know I'm sitting with someone who's fixing to be a great master. They've got the whole pile of fucking been there, done that (laughs) (laughs) t-shirts. You are here to touch a lot of lives. (laughs) Well, God willing. And, and, you know, I didn't like him very much when he said that to me, but, but he, he was, he was quite wise in that. That's for sure. He really, he really was. Yeah. So, you do your time, you get out, life returns to roses. Yeah. Um, <laughs> about that. Yeah, about that. Yeah, about so, the roses. <laughs> so I I got I got a ro- a rose with with several with thorns. Some thorns with in it. A lot of well, thorns. Well, that's how you know you got a good one. <laughs> that's, there that's you right. go. That's right. Um and and but I came out of, of prison and I was fifty-four years old. I was homeless, Mm. I was alone, and I was $20 million in debt. Mm -hmm. $20 million. Yeah, because it's expensive to fight a criminal case, let alone a very high-profile criminal case that's That's stacked against you. You've got three or four lawyers all billing $8.50 an hour um, talking to you at the same time. Um, Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why my husband doesn't share niceties with his lawyer. He's like, dude, let's get to it. Yeah, yeah let's get to it. I don't and, care I, how you I, feel. and I only want one on the phone. Exactly. You don't need a friend. Yeah. Um, but but no, I was $20 million in debt. And, and, and you know, what do you do? I, I, I had to really 
dig deep. And I end up asking myself some very soul probing questions. You know, who are you really? Um, what are you going to do with the next chapter of your life? And, and, you know, what do you want to accomplish from this point forward? And, and I, I did some real soul searching. And then yeah. I. Well, this is the moment of what I would describe as response ability. Right. Because you couldn't control what came before, but now you have the ability to write your ending. Yes. I think you either come out of a situation like that, uh, bitter and angry, or you come out more aware and grateful. Mm. And, and I choose the latter and it, it's, it, it hasn't been easy. Um, I met Beersheba shortly thereafter mm -hmm. and, you know, when she met me, I was $20 million in debt and I was 54 and I was sleeping on mom's couch. Not, no longer most eligible bachelor. <laughs> not a real attractive prospect, <laughs> you know. Um, and yet she saw something in me, God bless her. And, and I think probably because of some of the horrendous things she'd been through, mm -hmm. she had a compassion for me. Right that because of that now yeah. hang on i i like your interpretation tell me bersava what did you see in him i i did i saw someone that was because i met him and it didn't match what you read about him online and i felt in a real injustice that was done to a person and i wanted to help that's Beautiful. what I yeah yeah he's a good man yeah, we are down to our last few minutes here, and I know you brought a gift with you for the listeners. Would you like to tell them about the gift? Since we have referenced the business of redemption a couple of different times, we would love to give a free copy, ebook copy, mm -hmm. to all of your listeners. Yes, um, of of that book, which tells the whole story from beginning to end, uh, the things that we haven't really fleshed out the details on here today and the lessons learned that you can apply to your life. And particularly when you get into difficult times, which we all do, you know, yeah. if you're not in them yet, they will come. There will be a moment. Yes. There will be a moment that none of us is immunized. And, and so, um, You'll have to say all you do. Link. Sure, just go to harmonicwealthglobal.com forward slash redemption. Yeah. Yeah. Harmonicwealthglobal.com slash redemption. That will be in the show notes also. Uh, what would be your last couple words of wisdom here to wrap up the show? I'll start with James and we'll end with Bersava because the better half should get the last word. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, I, I would say there's a power working through you that is much greater than you. And if you can, when you remember that and access that, um, then you literally become a harbinger for good. You literally are unstoppable. And man, that doesn't mean that you'll be the next elon musk billionaire necessarily but <laughs> you will build a happy 
and fulfilling life. And that, at the end of the day, is what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. And what are your final words for today's I, interview? Because we'll, we'll get to hear a lot more from you next week. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will add to what he said and say that that's when you will become a sovereign being. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. What it's about. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you so much for joining me here today, you guys. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you, and I'm looking forward to continuing our conversation next week. Um, to all the listeners who joined us here today, thank you so much for turning in, tuning in and listening with an open heart. And I look forward to hearing from you. You can drop me a quick message at askzofia, A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A, at transformationspace.co and share with me what's on your mind, what's on your heart. And if you have a topic or an individual you'd like to hear on the show, you can turn that in at that same place as well. Ask Sophia at transformationspace.co. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week right here 